When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Judges. How are you all? Hope you're all well in the chat. Hope you're all doing well. Uh, into Lowell, unfortunately, but that hasn't stopped us um, from bringing you a show. Tonight, um, this is an idea that was thought up by my good friend Danny the GFP. He's in the chat. We were talking about it the other night. So thank you very much, Danny, for letting me um, go ahead using your little idea. So we're, 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 we're going to use that tonight. Harry, how are you, sir? Yeah, not bad, man. Not bad. It's been a busy day, so um, which is surprising because it's the international break and I was supposed to chill out, but it didn't work out like that. So looking forward to chatting Arsenal with you guys and unwinding a little bit. Thank you very much indeed, mate. Pleasure to have you here. Dan, how are you? Very well, thank you, boys. I'm, uh, I'm a bit surprised, really, that Prince William was... Uh was voted as the, the sexiest, boldest man. I thought that Lee Judges might have got up there. Do you know what I mean? Should have been I'm, 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 I'm furious. I wrote to the Queen. I tell you, I wrote to the Queen. I, I'd, have, I'd have given it to Freddie Lundberg myself. Sorry, Judges. <laughs> I've never liked you, Harry. Never liked you. <laughs> I, I, I would have been well up there, to be fair. Um, I'm good, thank you, though, Craig. Good, that's good. Judges, how are you? Oh, yeah, I'm all good. I was going to... Today's episode is sponsored by Walnut Whip. Have you ever had one of these for a long, long time? Walnut Whip. <laughs> I was going to have one, right? And I swear to you now, I'm going to have this on the show because it's got a nut on the top. Walnut Whip. That's why it's called Walnut Whip. I've looked at the... F- 1,486 calories. It's gone. Like, out of the window. I'm not having one. I'm not, I'm not having it for that. What's a joke? I'd rather have six miles bars. Anyway, carry on, lads. Carry on. Well, you sure? All yeah, right, yeah, fine. Yeah. fine right, okay, right. so as you would have seen from the thumbnail. They didn't take that. Oh, that's good. I'm glad that's gone. Um, as you see for the thumbnail, the boys have got half an hour this evening to pick their ultimate Arsenal team. Um, can be from any era, can be from whatever you like. You've got half an hour to do it, but then after the half an hour... There comes a little twist where we'll spend another half an hour doing something. So, Harry, goalkeeper, 
In your ultimate, in your ultimate Arsenal team, who would be your goalkeeper? We all got to agree on this. Have we? You've all got to agree on it. We've all got to agree. No, I'll um, just sit back and get me popcorn out of Harry and Dan. Jesus, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with David Seaman. And I know you can, you said we can pick from any era, but I didn't watch many of them before him, so it's hard for me. So I'll go with David Seaman, but I'm open on this one. If um, anyone has anything else, I, I also like Jens Lehmann a lot, but for longevity, I'll go with Seaman. Dan. My favourite goalkeeper to watch was Jens Lehmann. Um, Bob Wilson and Pat Jens obviously deserve a mention, but um, I'm going to go with David Seaman with Harry. I don't think there's anyone that touches him, if I'm honest, in an Arsenal shirt. I just thought he was Mr. Safe fans. And uh, I think if you go back in history, you're going you're gonna to see some fantastic goalkeepers. But I, I think he was underrated as a goalkeeper, David Seaman, because of the people that were surrounding him. I think if he, he was growing up in an era of Peter Schmeichel, Oliver Kahn, Van der Sar. And um, I think that everybody put them underneath. And I never thought he was. I thought he was outstanding. So I'm going to go David Seaman. David Seaman. Two for David Seaman, judges. Um, well, it's for me, like, the first goalkeeper I can remember playing for Arsenal was a guy called Jimmy Rimmer. was the first goalkeeper, like, you know. Um, um, I think he came from... 1939, wasn't he? Or something? Not, no, no, no. need to be facetious. Is Unfortunately, your name as well. He, he was four. No need for that. I'll have a word with your mum when I see a lot. No need for him. <laughs> You know what I mean? Right. Um, but Pat Great Jennings surname. Pat Jennings was up there with um definitely without without a doubt up there with uh, David Seaman. But I think Pat Jennings really was a Tottenham man as well, like you know, John Lukic deserves a mention. But for me, um, you know, John Lukic, by the way, is the first goalkeeper I see win a title. So uh but then David Seaman come along and was just different class. So yeah, I'm going with you on that, guys. David Seaman. David Seaman gets the number one spot. Harry, right fullback? Um, I'm going to go with my favourite, but again, yeah, that's fine, mate, I'm, yeah. I'm open to this, right? But my favourite right fullback at Arsenal was Lauren. Um, I know a lot of people are going to say Lee Dixon as well, mm-hmm. and that's a fair shout too. I agree with you. Um, Lauren's mine as well. But uh, Yeah, there was something about Lauren, wasn't there? There's a bit more flair, but also the steel as well. And yeah, top, top player for me. So, and it just... From my era. So that's what I'm going to go with. Dan? So I loved Lauren and I also loved Bakri Sanya. I thought he was very underrated as a, as a fullback. I thought he was class. Uh, if I'm going back in time, I think Pat Rice deserves a shout because of how fantastic he was. But I'm going to go with Lee Dixon. I, I thought Lee Dixon was outstanding and part of one of the best back lines I've ever seen. Um, he was just a, a seven or eight out of ten every single game, Lee Dixon. I can't think of many bad games he had. And um, I think he deserves to be in the team. So I'm going to go Lee Dixon. Okay, one for Lee Dixon, one for Lauren. Uh, Lee? Great shout, Pat Rice. Terrific defender. Best best fullback I've seen at Arsenal um, was uh, Viv Anderson, to be honest. But uh, didn't play didn't play long enough. Played for a couple of years. Was sensational at, at right back. But again, we're going to go for longevity. Is that the word I'm looking for? Like, you know what I mean? Um, oh, I'm look going at that. For, I am going for... He's been Lee. learning, hasn't he? I am, yeah. I'm going for lessons. Lee Dixon. Lee Dixon. So two for Lee Dixon, one for Lauren. Um, so unfortunately... Well, I'm not saying unfortunately, but as the votes go, that's Lee Dixon in at right back. Uh, first centre-half, Harry? Mr. Arsenal. It's got to be course, Tony of Adams. Of course. No question about There's it. There's no qu- I mean, I don't think we need to... Dan? <laughs> Straight in. One of the first names on the team sheet for me, so Absolutely. it has to be. 
absolutely. And Lee, Tony Adams, let's I think we could have... around three. Let's make it further. Yeah. Yes, I think so. I think everyone, um, every, I think this, he goes into anyone's ultimate Arsenal team, I think. Uh, what about the second centre back then? Tough one. I'll go with Sol Campbell. Because it's obviously an, an incredible time in Arsenal's history. I thought he was solid. I thought he was not just a really good defender, but physically, literally untouchable. People bounce off him when mm. they ran into him. Also, you got to think, right, that he came... I know we were a lot better than Spurs at the time, right? So making the move was obviously an upgrade for him. But all the shit he got for that, and he still, like, just blocked it out. I think mm. he's incredibly strong mentally as well. I know there's other players, you know, the Steve Bolds, uh, the Martin Keowns that people might bring into the conversation as well. And, and obviously players before that as well. Um, was George Graham a centre-half? No. no centre midfielder, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> so, there, you know, there's a, there's, there's a lot of names over the years. But again, I, I've got to stick to my era and what I remember. Yeah. And, and I'll go with Sol. Absolutely. I, Sol Campbell again. I mean, still, you go on about um, all the shit that he took. He still trolls Spurs fans to this day. Yeah, exactly. On, and, on social media. And I love it. I love it when he does it. I love yeah, it. So good to see. Uh, Dan, second centre-half. Yeah, it's difficult like Harry for me because I didn't go back in time to, to the Frank McClintocks and even the David O'Leary's um, because they were both class uh, mm. from what I hear. I can't look past Sol Campbell, man. I mean, Keown and Bold deserve a mention, but Sol Campbell to come like he did, the way that he came. And I think, Lee, I think it might have been you who said it with me that we didn't notice Tony Adams had gone because yeah, Sol Campbell just, yeah. just slotted straight in. So I've got to go with Sol Campbell, man. I can't not. He's a bit like our Virgil Van Dykley, isn't he, Sol Campbell? Yeah. Uh, uh, listen, we've had we've been blessed with good central defenders through all my Arsenal times. You know what I mean? Steve Bold definitely needs to get a, uh, a mention. Martin Keown, I think, is the most probably the underrated one because he never does get the, the the credit that he deserves. He was superb, as was Frank McClintock, David o- David O'Leary. Before he, if he played now, David O'Leary, he'd be worth you know millions. Because he could, he was a ball playing central defender in a world where it was not like that. Brilliant central defender. Got to give a little mention to uh, Willie Young. You know what I mean? Uh, fantastic, like you know, biggest Willie in the land. Oh, biggest <laughs> Willie in the land. He shot. He come all over Terry's bum. <laughs> Willie Young. That's what the Spurs fans used to sing. Like yeah, I mean, like yeah, I mean, it was. They go, they go to bottle of wine this month. Great banter, like yeah, I mean, Sorry about that, but that's what I did. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, Craig likes Diet Coke. Don't worry, Lee. You're all right. <laughs> yeah. I'll take it out of my McDonald's order. Yeah. I don't care. So, but, but the one reason that I go Soul Campbell, and I tell you that, is that Tony Adams will get into every single Arsenal 11. But when he when he left and was replaced by Soul Campbell, no one turned around and no one I've ever heard on the stands go, God, we missed Tony Adams today. And I think that says it all about Soul Campbell. I do, I, I do feel a tiny bit guilty about leaving McClintock out though. Double winning captain, I, like it. it, it I, so I didn't really see. I didn't really see him yeah. too much. You that's that, I mean? that's why as well. That's that's why I left him out because of that. Peter Simpson um, in him mate, had a fantastic. Well, what's all the video? You know, games on TV and videos and all that. Like, you know, and if you've ever got a chance to have a look back at the old um, things on Sunday mornings at the minute on the. Big match revisited, seeing the old games and all that. See some classic players on there, and and Peter Simpson was up there. Great, great, um, uh, you know, all the way through Arsenal. I, I probably, you know, someone just mentioned in the chat, nineteen thirties. I bet we had two good centre halves then as well. Mm. 
Okay, this, uh, this one could be quite tough because we've we've had a few good left backs. Uh, Harry, left back. This one's easy for me, man. If we're talking about ability and quality, it's it's Ashley Cole. Mm-hmm. I would I would I would think he's probably England's greatest ever left back, um, let alone Arsenal. So yeah, I know people are going to say Kenny Santon, mm-hmm. um, but. I I think football, and it's not to take away anything from the players back in the day, but I think football's progressed and, and they've developed. And the the best players now, I think, are better than most of the best players back then because I think the, then, game, yeah. the game's moved on. And, and so oh, absolutely. Me, I, I can't... Ashley Cole didn't just do it at Arsenal, did he? He went, he went and done it at Chelsea. He done it at England. I just think he's unbelievable. Uh, I hate him for, for the way he left us. But yeah, of course. Yeah. As a player. All right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, someone coming in there with Andre Santos. <laughs> cult, he's a cult hero. Yeah. <laughs> Dan? Uh, this is hard for me because I don't like to admit how decent this geezer was. Um, probably the best left back in the world at one stage, in my opinion. And I don't know that Kenny Sanson was. Maybe someone can prove to me that he was. I wasn't around to see it. But Ashley Cole certainly took over from Paolo Maldini and Roberto Carlos, in my opinion, as being the best left-back in the world between the years 2000 to 2008. I don't think there was a left-back that could even come close to him. I hated the way he left. I hated that he went and won everything with Chelsea. Do I blame him? Absolutely not one bit. Because if you ask me to go and play next to John Terry and Frank Lampard or Sender Ross or Danielson, I'll be going to play with Frank Lampard and John Terry and winning trophies. And look what he did. He went and won everything there is to win in football. This guy was exceptional and I cannot accept anyone else being ahead of him. So I'm with Harry. I'm not I'm not liking this. Me and Harry are agreeing too much tonight. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a fan of this. What's that uncomfortable? Here? I thought you was going to say Kieran Tierney because he trains in short sleeve. I expected something like that. <laughs> it, was, it was going to be between, so it was, it was, it was between him or Kolasinac. Lee, who are you going for at left? Well, I think this is a really interesting one because Kieran Kieran Tierney wouldn't even get in a top four at this moment in time of left backs, and actually, and he's a very, very good left back. We have been blessed with the two best left backs of their era in the world at one stage, and that would be Kenny Sampson and uh, Ashley Cole. Kenny Sampson, I think, is slightly better than Ashley Cole defensively. But I felt that probably Ashley was a little bit better going forward. But they're both fantastic um, left backs. You know what I mean? I have to mention Nigel Winterburn, you know, for, for what he'd done at the club. Probably like one of the most successful left backs we've ever had. And probably like, you know, and I, I, when I do see him, I always say I'm the third, third best left back we've ever had. Like, you know, I give him a little bit of stick. But uh, he was an absolutely brilliant left back as well. Sammy Nelson has to go down as another one for me uh, as a great left back. But for me, uh, I would go Kenny Sampson, but I'm being outvoted by these two whippersnappers. So uh, it is definitely um, uh, I'm going to have to go with Ashley Cole. But I'll tell you what, not not a lot in it between him and Kenny Sampson. Kenny right? Sampson, yeah, not a lot. Very close. And very close. Fantastic indeed. player he was. Let's go for so what we'll do is we'll do four four two, right? So right right midfielder or right winger, whatever whatever takes your fancy, right sided player. Um so Harry, right wing, right midfield. Oh um I'm gonna have to go with Freddie Lundberg. I'm gonna have to go with Freddie Lundberg because not only did he have incredible work rate and really like put in a shift for the team, he had this knack of getting into the box and scoring mm-hmm. goals as well. And and he, he was a match winner on so many occasions. And 
that for me is is invaluable. Players that can step up when the the moments, you know, when the moments mm. right and, and make themselves heroes. I think he was just an incredible player. Again, I, I completely accept that people are going to have thoughts of of players maybe that played before him. That, you know, during my time, you know, who are the, the right wingers that really stayed at Arsenal and and did something with their careers? You know, people, some some might say Ray Parler, but not in the same class of player. Yes, a very good servant to the club, a very hard worker, but Freddie Lundberg for me was, was mm. just a, a better footballer. So, when I go back to when when you when you rinse out all those names, the amount of goals that we used to get from midfield, Perez, Lundberg, Parler, how are we missing that now? Right now, this minute at Arsenal, um, missing those goals coming from midfield, Dan. Who would be your right-sided player? Well, you lot have screwed me over here massively, and you? You've massively screwed me over here. I wanted to go 4-3-3 because later on we're going to be having a massive argument now. Okay, if you're not going to go 4-3-3 and we're going to go right midfield, I am going to go with my head and heart and go for Rocky on the right. Someone had to come right out with that, yeah. Absolutely because agreed. It's between, it's between him and Alexis Sanchez, if I'm honest. <clears throat> um, I thought that, I thought Sanchez carried that Arsenal team more than Freddie, as much as I love Freddie Lundberg. I thought he was outstanding. Ray Parler was very underrated. But I'm going to go with Rocky because I think the mentality, the way that he wore the shirt, a little bit before my time, if I'm honest with you. Um, but the way he came through and how sensational he was, he was... He was basically like watching a Brazilian in South London, wasn't he? So I'm going to go for Rocky. Um, God bless him, man. How fitting it would be to put him in the team on this day. So I'll go Absolutely. for Rocky. Absolutely. Judges? Uh, listen, uh, you know, great shouts uh, on the right-hand side. Lundberg has to be considered. Uh, you know, Sanchez, if you want to go on onto that side, has to be considered. Paul Merson has to be considered as well. You know what I mean? He was outstanding for Arsenal for, for a long while. Um, scorer of goals, brilliant of um, creator of goals as well. One of my favourite players, by the way, Paul Merson. I thought he was fantastic. David Rowcastle for three years at Arsenal was just absolutely sensational. And I mean sensational. I've seen he done things, he'd done a step over, which had me turning in the stands at times. I don't know how he'd done it. He was brilliant. Uh, really, really tough one on, on on this one for me. But I think maybe a little bit of sentimental goes with it as well for me. So uh, Rocky gets it for me. But, you know, Freddie was fantastic. Ray Parler underrated in that role because in that 1998 side, he was as good as anything on the mm. right-hand side. He was like, you know, uh, he'd done a little bit of everything in that uh, 98. And I, and I know like what you can tell about uh, Ray Parler. He was the player of the season that year in a double-winning side. That that tells you how underrated he actually was, you know. But I, I tend to agree with Harry. He was like one, not one of the greatest ever players, but would definitely be in your favourites. Um, Arsenal. I remember. Player. I, I remember his debut. He gave away a penalty against Liverpool. Yeah, Liverpool. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Great, great. <laughs> I tell you what about Ray Parler. He give every little ounce of ability. He he give it to the to the maximum. Like he got every bit of ability out of his body that he possibly could, and that's a magnificent thing to say. You know what I mean? Like, and and I can tell you that when I've does himself under under services undervalues himself as a player himself. So great, great player. But I think just Rocky for that first three three or four years, you know, won us the title in that first year. He was absolutely sensational in that eighty nine side. 
Um, and then injuries took their toll, mm. but uh, wonderful one. Well, it is. It is the you know it's the twenty an- anniversary um, on the thirty first of his death. Um, David Rowcastle Lee, I you know I started supporting Arsenal around eighty eight eighty nine when my dad started introducing me to watching uh, football on the telly. So I didn't really understand. I was I was nine years old. I was watching this game, but I didn't really understand what it meant to be an Arsenal fan at the time I was cheering for Arsenal because my dad was cheering for Arsenal. You know, that's how it, that's how most of it starts. But just talk to us. How good was he, uh, you know, on, on on that pitch? People people say that he could, you know, everyone puts him in their, their ultimate Arsenal 11s. Yeah, I just think you've got to just go back on, go on to YouTube and watch a couple of his goals. A goal against Man United when he absolutely skins. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, before, he does two of the best midfield players at, at that time in points and Brian Robson, he does them on toast and then beats Peter Smeichel, probably the best goalkeeper of the Premier League and that sort of era. That, that's how good he was. It was a great chip against Aston Villa, I remember. I remember him getting a great goal, correct me if I'm wrong, maybe against Barnsley when he's shooting about three or four players. He used to be dancing dancing like on like like he was like a dance floor or something, like on not the best pitches in the world. You know what I mean? He was powerful i tell you what I did like about him. Like, you come up against people like Stuart Pearce. He never shirked the responsibility of tackling. He got himself stuck in. Uh, you know, one of the, the saddest things for me is that I never got to meet him, you know, at uh, any, any stage of, uh, of, you know, whatever. But every single player that you meet, whether it be Tony Adams, uh, Kevin Campbell, Ian Wright, whoever, they all speak so, so very highly of him. And... That tells you everything that you want to know, like, you know what I mean? He had that determination, that little bit of um, nastiness on the field. I'm not saying nastiness, but that, a bit of aggression on the field. But when he was off the field, become a gentleman. But when he was on it, he was a winner. And, um, you know, uh, he was just a fantastic footballer for us for, for three or four years. And do you know what? Every Arsenal fan of my era could relate to him on um, on the terraces. You know, what I mean, he was one of your own, and like the error I sum it up for me is that, um, you know, I'm never, as you well know, I'm not a great England fan, and it's always Arsenal, Arsenal. But on his debut at Wembley, uh, on a freezing cold night, when I watched a nil-nil bore, but because I knew that he was making his debut that day, three of my mates went went and watched England. It was the worst game ever, and I said, I'm never ever coming and watch an England game again. It's, you know, what I mean, it was absolutely horrendous. I think. Check it out. There's probably about thirty odd thousand at Wembley that day. weren't a big, big crowd, and um, but that's what that's what he he had for, for the the whole uh, uh, of the Arsenal fan base, and and yeah, fantastic, fantastic. Harry, let's get your two central midfielders. Patrick Vieira, um, that one's easy for me, and I'm going to go with. Again, another player who left in not the way we say Granit Xhaka. No, 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 not Granit Xhaka. Don't want to upset Dan, do we? Um, I know I'm going to upset Dan with something later on, so I'll I'll, uh, I'll leave that. But um, no, for me, if we're talking about again in my era, you know, Emmanuel Petit was fantastic alongside him. Gilberto Silva was fantastic alongside him. But if you're talking about individual, with literally. Uh, the best ability, the best player for me is Cesc Fabregas alongside him. Um, I, I just think, though, I, I wish those two got to play more 
next to one mm-hmm. another because I think that Vieira just would have provided that platform for Fabregas to go on and do even more uh, in an attacking sense. So, yeah, for me, it's Fabregas and Vieira and it's not even um, it's not even a, a, a debate in my mind. OK, mate. Fair enough. Dan, your two central midfielders? Well, I'm not going to go for Granit Xhaka, am I? Um, <laughs> Patrick Vieira is the obvious one. And I'm going to play a diamond. And in the number 10, I'm going to have Dennis Burkamp. Ooh, like it. I like Liam that. Brady. Liam Brady would get in if it was a number two next to Vieira. Fabregas from my era, but I think overall, Liam Brady, I only had to see him once in the 79 Cup final to know that he was best player on the pitch by head and shoulders above everyone else. And from what I hear, this guy was exceptional. So oh. I'd go for Liam Brady and Patrick Vieira if I was going for two, but I'm not. I'm going for a number 10 in Dennis Bergkamp and a holding midfielder in Patrick Vieira. Hold on, hold on. Can we just fake players' positions so that we can cram them in the <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 that's not a fake is position, Burkamp is it? Never is that, is that is that what we're playing a number 10? Did Burkamp play in a number 10? Or did he the number not? 10 then was different to the number 10 now. Come on. Let's number 10, Dennis Burkamp. Number 10 was a striker. Number 4, number four Patrick Vieira. Yeah, number 10, Dennis Burkamp. Please, Craig. Uh, okay, mate. No problem at all. No problem at all. Technicalities. <laughs> technicalities. Um, you know why? This... They all know why. They're trying to screw me. Go on, judges. This comes in from uh, Bill Hemmett. Uh, thanks for your kind donation, mate. Thank you very much. If George Jensen <laughs> don't get picked, we riot. John Jensen. <laughs> <laughs> I saw, well, I saw you John Jensen score. Like, because you'll be rioting like that, mate. Like, like. <laughs> rubbish. John Jensen was rubbish. <laughs> judges. Uh, your two Listen, the best player to play for Arsenal, as far as I'm concerned, gets the gets in, and that is Patrick Vieira. I put him above Thierry Henry and Dennis Bergkamp. I thought he was sensational. The player. Whenever Arsenal had a big game, he was at the forefront of it. Right, you know, 2002, Old Trafford. Thierry Henry wasn't there, but Patrick was awesome. Semi-final of the FA Cup, 2001. Uh, um, Old Trafford, Vieira, awesome. Have a look at the goal that he gets. He drives through players. Fantastic footballer. I think that out of the one to eleven, I think in every one to eleven, Tony Adams gets into it, and Patrick yeah. Vieira. I don't think any other. You know, I mean, there can be other players you could go in, go in there, but them two players that shows you how good they were. Totally agree with um, with Harry uh, on on Fabregas. Probably the the next best thing to I've seen to the player that I'm going to pick. You know, uh, as a young kid, I, 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 he was sensational. Got to say that. Absolute fantastic footballer. I think and is that probably the best of the um, Emirates era. I think, like, if I'll be honest, uh, if Fabregas in midfield. But for me, the player that I, I started watching Arsenal for, you know what I mean? And just go back and look at the 1979 FA Cup final. Liam Brady was just has got to get into this team somewhere along the line. He was the man, the man, just a fantastic footballer in an era where he was allowed to get kicked to smithereens, mm. and he got up and done the business. Uh, well, Liam Brady for me. Liam Liam Brady goes in because I've written my one out here, and I have Liam Brady in it. So thank that means you, Craig. That means it's this too. He was a decent fella. There you go. See, so yeah, Liam Brady, Liam Brady goes in. Um, they're a bit so older. So far, than us, then. 
So far, we've got David Thank Seaman you. in goal. Disrespect, Liam. <laughs> David he's Seaman in goal, Lee Burkham, Hicks. which is a waste of a vote. Can I just say that a waste of a vote because he, you know, what I mean, wants no, to get in his favourite. No, it's yeah, not. It is. No, it's not. <laughs> yes. David Seaman in goal, Lee Dixon right back, Tony Adams and Sol Campbell centre halves, and Ashley Cole at left back. We've got David Rocastle right right midfield or right wing, whatever on the right side. Two central midfielders of Patrick Vieira and Liam Brady. Not looking bad so far, chaps. Um, not looking bad at all. Harry, your left-sided player. Super Robert Perez. What a player. Um, deceivingly quick. People didn't realise how quick he was. Able to beat players. Loved cutting inside. Combined brilliantly with Ashley Cole, who's my left-back. Um, just oozed class in everything he did. Um had a great little goatee beard thing as well, which gives him extra points in my book. And um, yeah, I, I've I've been lucky enough to meet Robert Pires and he's a lovely guy as well. Yeah, and you know, sometimes you meet your heroes and they disappoint you, but he didn't. So nah. it, that just made his status for me go up higher. But I just when you think back of Robert Pires, how many wonderful goals did he score for us? Oh. And, and he just done it with such class. And that one, you know, was it that one at Aston Villa? Yeah, the one at Aston Villa. I remember one at Liverpool that was great. L- Liverpool, Southampton at home. There were so many, and and I'll give an honourable mention um, to Alexis Sanchez, who I considered putting yeah. on the left. Fantastic player as well, but didn't do it over as long a period of time, and I didn't like the way he left. So that marks him down for me. And Mark Overmars deserves a mention as well. Yeah. Again, yes, yes. Uh, again, Robert Perez for me just. Pips it, and I appreciate the arguments for the others. I just, I'm going with my personal preference. Yeah, the way no I like uh, to see players play is um, Pires. Just Pires was was my type of player in a, in a nutshell. Dan, Mark Overmars in 1998 was absolutely outstanding, and when he left, I thought, oh dear. Uh, and we got Pires, and it was as if he'd never gone. Pires is the player I've gone for. I think that uh, Lee. Will probably know or has seen more than me of, of Georgie Armstrong. I never did. I never see that at all. And and you know Lee might be able to tell you of stuff that he's seen or heard of him, but I certainly didn't see enough to to, to consider him. Um, Limpar as well. Uh, Sanchez I did put on the right um, or consider putting on the right. Uh, and I think that he was more of a left sided player. To be honest, at the Emirates, he was class over there. But I have gone for Pires. I look at the Pires goals against Aston Villa. I look at the Pires goal against Southampton. We got a hat trick on our first unbeaten uh, game. Um, that chip against Paul Jones in goal is absolutely outstanding. Um, one of the best lobs I've ever seen. Um, Pires was outstanding, and in the unbeaten season, he was great. But actually, he was probably better in 2002 before yeah. he got that injury. I think the biggest compliment I can give Robert Pires is the best left midfielder there's ever been in the Premier League is Ryan Giggs, in my opinion. And he was as good, if not better, than Ryan Giggs between the years of 2001 and 2004. He was. He was better than Giggs. Oh, I, I and that's the, best, that's the best compliment I can give a player. Awesome player. Ryan Giggs yeah. was amazing. So I've got to go Pires. Dan, you, I heard that when he was about six years old, Ian Wright played on the left wing once. Do you not want to try and make that? <laughs> Get, <me. interesting> or... <laughs> Get him in the team. Bobby, Bobby Perez, I love you, but right, he gets in for me. Well, just if if there's any doubt, Dan, I have Robert Perez as well. So there you go. There, there, there can't be no doubt. Um, Lee, your yeah, your, your favourite left sided player. I didn't, you know, cheeky uh, as much as I uh, uh, um, 
look, listen, I never actually see George Armstrong. I, I don't really remember him playing. But my dad, God bless him, uh, and he's seen a lot of Arsenal players would always say that the best player played for Arsenal was George Armstrong. He, 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 so that was a big compliment down the line that he was that good. Graham Ricks has to get a mention for for Arsenal. Stayed at the club, loyal for the club for, for many and many years. Fantastic. But for me, <clears throat> um, Robert Perez gets it for me. I'll tell you, like, you know, uh, Overmars has to come close to it. Um, some great left side, but Brian Marwood had a great, great one year in it, at the beginning of 89. He was sensational, by the way, but uh, really is uh, the forgotten man of that uh, 89 team because he was injured at the end of it, was superb. Uh, you could go Sanchez, Paul Merson played there for a while. But for me, I think the best, one of the best footballers I've ever, as a footballer, you know what I mean? Like the coach's dream, done everything right, Robert Perez, picked the right pass, played the played it short when he had to, played it long when it, when it was right to, went round the player when he was meant to. And, and he could finish as well. My God, could he finish, you know? And uh, as, as Harry says, you know what I mean? Like one of the nicest people that you could ever wish to meet. And, um, you know, uh, his favourite goal was that one uh, uh, against Aston Villa. And it just sums it just sums it up, everything, like, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, for me, that's it. Like, you know, um, for me, Robert Perez. Absolutely. Now, we move on to the strikers, um, which could be a bit... Could be a, this, I think this is where some... I don't think we'll all pick the same two. Um, I have my two picks, but I don't. I bet you we don't pick the same two. Um, Harry, your two strikers, please, mate. Well, the first one is, in my opinion, and I and it is my opinion that he's the greatest player to ever play for Arsenal. At one stage, he was the greatest player in the world, um, and that is Thierry Henry. What a player! Unbelievable footballer. Um, could do so much with a football. Had unbelievable pace. Um, I just I don't think any Arsenal striker comes close to him when you look at what he achieved for the club during his time there. And the other one for me, and Dan's going to disagree, is Dennis Burkamp. I I did obviously consider Ian Wright, but you know when you look at first of all, it, Ian Wright's thing was the goal record, and Thierry Henry came in and smashed that. So Thierry Henry gets ahead of him for me there. And if I'm comparing them in terms of quality, in terms of their ability as footballers, then, you know, Dennis Burkamp is there for me. I would even go, people are going to hate me for saying this, right? And I know this is going to spark some debate. But in terms of actual technical ability, I'd even say that Robin Van Persie was was up there as well, alongside mm. um, those guys. In terms of his ability, not I mean, that... Yeah, no. Good know, shout. Yeah. Judge, Judge said earlier on that the great thing about Ray Parler was that he squeezed all of that ability out of himself. And he'll never look back on his career and say, I underachieved. Whereas Robin Van Persie, I think he can look back at his career and say, if only I could have stayed fit in certain moments, I would have hit height, bigger heights than he actually did. So he was in the thinking for me as well. But it's it's Dennis Burkamp for me, uh, alongside Thierry Henry. Some of the touches from Dennis Burkamp. I mean, we were talking about some of Robert Perez's goals. You remember that hat trick at Leicester from? Dennis oh, don't. Remember that goal at Newcastle where he flicked it round Dabby's ass and just the one at uh, the, yeah. the, the, one of my favourite Dennis Burkamp goals. That one at Sunderland. Yep, that as well. There's so yeah. many, Craig. There's so many. He's just. T- a technical genius and and for me 
I know a lot of people get kind of caught up in like the relationship between the player and the fans. And obviously Ian Wright had a fantastic relationship with the fans, but, and still does. But for me, there's something I, that when I look at what I appreciate in football it is, is technical ability and class and Dennis Burkamp can't be beaten for that. Um, in my opinion. So those are my two, Burkamp and, uh, and Thierry Henry. I, I agree with everything you said there, mate, um, about Ian Wright and Henry and, and, and Dennis Burkamp. And I think Robin Van Persie is a great shout, to be honest with you, because I think you're dead right. If he could have stayed fit, he would have been one hell of a player. Now, I, if he was, if he had stayed fit, I don't think for one minute that he'd have been with us as long as he did. Um, but he, he, for me, Robin Van Persie, yeah, Robin, if he could have stayed fit, Christ, the titles we could have won with him up front. That left foot, man. That, yeah, that, yeah. that left foot was and you know, unreal. And do you know another striker? Not that he goes in, not that he goes into any ultimate Arsenal team, but do you know another striker who I thought if he'd have stayed fit, we'd have won the league that year, and that was as Eduardo. Mm. Yep. He was another one. If he, if he hadn't have broke his leg that year, we'd have won the league. Easy. He was scoring. Oh, such a well, I can remember when he first turned up. Everyone was like, Who's this geezer? Like, what is he? Croatian, Brazilian, or what is he? Do you know, yeah. no one understand where he come from, who he was, but by Christ, what an absolute foot! What an absolute baller, Dan! Your two strikers, please, mate. Well, I'm going to get screwed over here massively, aren't I? But I'm going to say it anyway. Why are you getting screwed over? What's, what, what are you talking about getting screwed <laughs> over? I'm going to get I'm going to get outvoted here by these two. Oh, <laughs> so but I'll say it anyway. So I went for four three three. I had I had Vieira, Brady, and Perez. And I had Henri, Wright, and Burkamp. So that was what I went for in a 4 3 3. But now it's a 4 4 2. I've got to drop one out. Burkamp is the best player to wear the shirt, period. Agreed. So he walks, walks into this side, walks in. So now I've got to decide if I go with my hero and the reason that I support this club in Ian Wright, or if I leave our records goal scorer out and probably one of the best ever strikers in Thierry Henri. And I'm going to have to leave my favourite out. Unfortunately, because if we're talking about ability and we're talking about who was the best striker to play for Arsenal, then although I think Burkamp was the best player to wear the shirt, I don't see him as a number nine striker. So therefore, Thierry Henry gets the shirt and I'm going to have to cry and leave to Ian Wright out. But I would mention Ian Wright and I don't think he does get enough credit. and I don't think he does get mentioned enough because of Henry and Burkamp. Everyone goes, Henry and Burkamp, right, let's move on. No. Let's remember how good this player was. And I don't think we do. I think that people do sit there and talk. I mean, Harry's like, you know, talking about Van Persie. Nowhere near Ian Wright, in my opinion. I thought Ian Wright was an outstanding finisher, an outstanding striker, and had the charisma and the mentality and the likability to be one of Arsenal's legends. So I can't really say any more superlatives about Ian Wright. I absolutely love the guy as a player, as a striker. And growing up, he was my absolute idol and my hero. So it's very, very hard for me um, to leave Ian Wright out. I thought Ian Wright and Dennis Burkamp were as good together as Thierry Henry and Dennis Burkamp. I really do. I thought their partnership was outstanding. And that's why I can't leave Burkamp out because either of them absolutely loved him. And, you know, you ask Dennis, you know, you ask Van Persie, Yanelka, Wright, Henry, who they love the most. Dennis Burkamp. He has mm. to be in the side. So I'm going to go with Henri next to him, but I'm not happy about it, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> well, at the start of this discussion, I said I doubt that we'd all agree. Now, it's all on Lee. 
how wrong oh, wow. how, how wrong was I? Um, <laughs> if he goes with Bergkamp and Henri, um, Listen, we've all agreed. We've had some fantastic strikers from in a time. Frank Stateman would have to go down there as one of my all-time greatest uh, players when I first started watching Arsenal. He's fantastic. Got, got to mention um, Alan Smith. Got Alan to mention Smith, yeah. Alan Smith, you know, he was fantastic for a couple of years uh, for us. Charlie Nicholas, my favourite, you know, was, uh, I think, the person that changed Arsenal Football Club for, for, for if I'll be honest, with the signing of him. Um, Paul Merson, again, I'm going to have to give him a mention for that. 89 season was, was awesome up there. Um, and then I, I think that the best player I see... Um, as a youngster, and if you'd have stayed at Arsenal, I think it would have been better than Thierry Henry. I think it was better than than all of them. Uh, Tony Woodcock, good shout. I remember Tony Woodcock, but uh, was Nicholas Anelka. He was outstanding footballer. Line. If he'd have stayed at Arsenal, he would have been great. And then uh, Ian Wright come along, and how could you not like Ian Wright? John Radford was a good shout. He was my first sort of centre forward that I really liked. You know, John Radford. So you'd have to get a mention another title winner Charlie George this Arsenal have had some great great strikers then come then along come Ian Wright and I'm going to have to say this when he left and when he when he was coming to the end I, I'm never going to see another player like him and then along come Thierry Henry now and the, the, the thing is that they're common goal scorers there was a little bit of an underwhelming signing Thierry, uh, Thierry Henry if you remember rightly he was like well, I think we'd lost um, an Elka that year and we'd Brought in, brought in David Suker and 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 Thierry Henry as like a wipe out. I, I don't think the Arsenal fans were overly excited about it. Funny enough, like they was with Ian Wright, if I'll be honest. But uh, Ian Wright come and he actually turned the Arsenal fan base within within four days. Within four days, playing the midweek game against Leicester, scored. Which I think we drew that game one one, if I remember rightly. And then he scored that trick against Southampton on the on the weekend, and the rest is history. But for me, Thierry Henry uh, has to has to come in for it, just for the you know, as Harry says, he was the best player in the world at one stage, and he was he was the best player in the world at one stage. If you're the best player in the world, then you you know that that we you can't really say that on too many Arsenal players, can you? Like the best player in the world, you know, and. Got to be Dennis Bergkamp, without a sense, uh, the best footballer I've seen at Arsenal, without a shadow of a doubt. You know, the, that 1998 team won the double that year. He was not only the playmaker, like you talk about Harry Kane scoring goals. Well, he scored as many goals as Harry Kane and created as many as Harry Kane, and if not more, and was a much nicer person, and more skillful, and a far better player. Do you know what else as well? Dennis Burkamp doesn't really get enough credit for. When he came to England, like Ian Wright said it many times as well, he was like, I know people talk about Wenger coming in and changing the, the yeah, level changed of professionalism and the, the, you know, the training and, and taking it more seriously. Well, Dennis Burkamp came in and did that before Arsene Wenger came. You know, yeah. how many stories has Ian Wright told about going, bloody hell, this guy was like, on the training ground doing this and doing that and he wouldn't drink this and he wouldn't eat that. So Dennis Burkamp is is a massive part of the culture change at Arsenal 100%. as well. Um as well as uh, Wenger of course. 100%. Sorry chaps. Um Right, so we've got our ultimate 11. David Seaman in goal, Lee Dixon at right back, Tony Adams and Sol Campbell in the middle. 
Ashley Cole left back. David Rocastle on the right, Vieira and Liam Brady in the middle with Robert Perez on the left and up front, Dennis Bergkamp and Thierry Henry. Do excuse me while I burst into tears at the thought that we had all those players playing for us at one time. <laughs> deary, deary me. What a team. What a team. Uh, I think we can all agree, head of a side, head of a side. They'd win the league now, wouldn't they? God, deary, deary me. Right. So if that's the best, and you're all expecting to me to say, who's the worst? No, no. If that's the best Arsenal eleven, what's the second best Arsenal eleven? Harry, goalkeeper. Jens Lehmann. For me. Jens Lehmann. Quick and uh, quick and to the point. Any reason Invin- why? It- invincible, um, incredible character. I love characters, man. That's why. I, I, so if someone asked me yesterday, who's my favourite player at Arsenal right now? And you know who I said? David Luiz, because he's a bloody mm. character. Not because he's the best player. Yeah. I love characters in football and I love, um, I love people. I, lo- that- I loved, I love that bit of shithousery you did. Was it Wigan? I think we were playing Wigan at the Emirates. 3-2 up, 88th minute and the ball went, the ball went over the advertising hoardings and he jumped over the av- advertising hoardings to get it. And on the way back, he went to throw it back over the advertising hoardings, yeah. but to waste more time, he threw it at the advertising hoardings, so it bounced back and he had to go back and get it again. <laughs> yeah. One of the greatest bit of goalkeeping uh, shit as I've ever seen. Uh, I, love I, it. I love Jens. I love Jens. I know people talk, like, there'll be mentions for Jennings and all those guys. I yeah. don't remember them, so I'm going by that. And um, no, That's fair enough. Jens for me. I mean, I only, I, I only, uh, I can go, Jennings, <laughs> Jennings, Jennings was before my time as well, but I mean, I, I grew up with, um, I, I grew up with John Lukic, uh, who I thought was a great goalkeeper, yeah. David Seaman, oh, he's in the team, um, but Pat Jennings was always a goalkeeper I'd seen on videotapes, my granddad used to tell me about Pat Jennings, my, my dad used to tell me about Pat Jennings, um, so I think it would have been between, for me, it would have been bet- uh, between Lehman and Jennings. I actually went for Jennings. Um, Dan? I don't know what's happening here. I mean, I'm, I'm agreeing with Harry a bit too much than I like to. And the second thing is, I get Harry a chacker doll, and all of a sudden his best player is David Luiz. I am going to get him a David <laughs> Luiz doll for Christmas so that he goes off of him like he has granite chacker all of a sudden. Well, are you, you going to put your hand a bit deeper in your pocket this time and get a bigger one for God's sake? <laughs> 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 Do you know what? It, on the computer, it was about that big. <laughs> I remember a post and I was like, what the hell is that? <laughs> anyway, um, I think Bob Wilson and Pat Jennings deserve a mention, but Good like show. Harry, I didn't get to see the pair of them. I'm going to go with Jens because Jens is closer to David Seaman um, than I like, if I'm honest, because Jens Lehmann's character was great, but also he was superb. And you look at the two saves he made penalty wise in 2005 and 2006 it got us to a fa cup winners medal thanks to him and it got Mm -hmm. us to a champions league final yeah so i don't think we can sit there and go he doesn't really deserve the credit i can't sit there and say that wilson or jennings were better because i didn't see him and maybe lee will be able to say that they were both better goalkeepers but i'm gonna Mm -hmm. have to go for jens Lehmann. Invincible, the only player I believe, I don't know if Colo Torre was like him as well, but I think he played every single minute in that invincible season, Jens Lehmann. So I'm gonna go for I'm gonna go for Jens. 
Leo, I see you shaking your head at Lens. Uh, yeah, uh, sorry. I'm yeah. not my best goalkeeper, if I'll be honest. Pat Jennings was far better goalkeeper than him, if I'll be honest. Um, and probably John Lukic. I think he was he was behind a fantastic uh, defence, you know, but um, he still was a very, very good goalkeeper. But I don't think he was top, top notch. I, I really don't. Like, you know what I mean? Um, John Lukic, is it? Well, John Lukic is up, up there. Like, I would have gone for Pat Jennings, but um, you know, I I, 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 I hear what um, Dan's saying about the penalties. But I look at back at the two-two uh, um, at White Hart Lane, and and you know we should have won that game if yeah. it for him in his antics. And to and I know it sounds silly. I, I <laughs> never really enjoyed that White Hart Lane bloody game because we was two 0 up when they come back to two. So I know we won the league that day, but we, it would have been a little bit sweeter. Sweeter, yeah. And if we would have uh, beat them, and because of his antics that day, and he and he had a little bit of a thing to do that night, you know, and um, you know, cost us a, probably with the Champions League by coming running out like he did. You know what I mean? Got sent off, and but. But ultimately, you know, I can't argue with the guys because he is, you know, ultimately was a winner as well. I know that that there, you know. But John Lukic done a fantastic thing uh, of winning the league and all that. But, you know, to go unbeaten in the league, I suppose you, you've got to go with it. Like, So I can't argue with the boys. Jens Lehmann gets in goal. Uh, Harry, let's go for your right back. I would have gone Lee Dixon as my second choice right back. But these guys put him in the first one, didn't they? So I can't have him now. Um, well worked out. So, <laughs> so uh, and you got some walnut whips or whatever to eat. We might put on a pound. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, then I'm going to go with, I've picked Lauren already. I've picked Lee Dixon already. So I'm going to go with Bakary Sanya. That's good shout. shout. Not a bad shot. Oh, Sagna. Dan. Pat Rice. Everything that means to Arsenal is Pat Rice. Not just because of what he done on the pitch, but also off of it as well. Best number two that Arsenal Wenger's ever had. Best number two that we've ever had, I think. Mm. And I think that he deserves it, what he did with us winning medals and trophies. Got to go for Pat Rice beyond Lee Dixon. Listen, I'm a huge fan of Lauren, huge fan of Sagna. Um, and I think that it would be wrong for me not to put Pat Rice in the mix. So I'm going to have Pat Rice. Lee, I reckon you're going to agree with Dan now. Hector Bellerin. Poor old Hecky B. No, no, I'm going for Pat Rice for the simple reason what he's saying it was a quality right back for, for Arsenal through that era. And uh, got to thank him for so many Arsenal players that have come through the ranks. I know mm. like that ain't what we're looking at but you know um, for me I think that yeah Pat Rice for me Harry your two centre halves um, it should be good oh, this is a difficult one we went so we went with remind me we went with Tony Adams, Adams and Campbell and Campbell then I'm going to go with Frank McClintock and Martin Keown or Colo Torre? I can't decide. I'm gonna, you know what? I'm gonna go with Colo Torre because um, he was part of the Invincibles. Um, obviously, a, a key part in that team. Frank McClintock's a little bit old now, so he probably needs a good athlete next to him. So let's go with Colo Torre. <laughs> Dan, Frank, uh, Frank McClintock, one hundred percent, and Martin Keown. 
I think Martin Keown is really underrated, you know. Yeah, and I think because right. Bold played next to Martin, uh, sorry, because Steve Bold played next to Adams uh, in the 98, the majority of it, everyone sees him as the partner. But Keown was very underrated and an absolute hard nut as well. I would not want to come up against Martin Keown. So I'm going to go for McClintock and Keown. I'm going to change it. I'm going to go with Keown as well because I just remembered that thing he did to Rude Van Nistelrooy. Exactly and, yeah. that. <laughs> that, that, that. Don't, don't throw any argument that. Yeah, exactly. Don't throw any argument. Uh, Lee? For me, David O'Leary and uh, Martin Keown. David O'Leary and Martin Keown. So I actually went McClintock Torre. So we have McClintock and Martin Keown go in. Left back. Uh, I'm going to go with Kenny Sansom because I didn't put him in the other team. Dan, can he say? I think that oh, this one's probably going to be easy. I think I think it's easy. I do want to mention Nigel Winterburn because he was about part of that back five and he was outstanding. And George Graham deserves a lot of credit to go and get you know Lee Dixon and Steve Bowl from Stoke and Nigel Winterburn from Wimbledon and you know everyone. Imagine that nowadays, everyone will be going, "What the hell are we buying people from Stoke for?" So <laughs> I think that <laughs> I think he deserves a lot of credit for that. Love Nigel Winterburn. It's got to be Kenny Sansom. He was you know as Lee said, close between him and Ashley Cole. So that one's easy for me. Lee, Kenny. Kenny Sampson. So it, it, that one's pretty easy, isn't it? Lee, talk to me about. I've spoke. I've asked you this question before. I think um, on a different podcast. But talk to me about. I think who was a very underrated centre half, who went well under the radar at Arsenal. Not that he was. Not that he probably wouldn't get talked about going into any of these teams. But just why I'm, I'm going through them and thinking about them. Andy Linegan, Lee. He was a oh. bit of an un, unsung hero, wasn't he? Yeah, he came to Arsenal and he could never quite broke into the team. But like you know, it was a, it was a, a a good centre half, just a little bit slow. If I bit weren't quite quick enough for the, for the Premier League, but got a great goal course in the, in in the uh, um, final course in yeah, the, league, yeah. the header. But he was always sort of a backup to um, to Adams, Bold, um, and 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 really didn't um, really fulfil that. Potential, I suppose, you know what I mean. But uh, was a was a warrior, was a warrior. Wouldn't want to play up against yeah. him, if I'll no, be honest. No. But uh, yeah, just uh, just wasn't quite, you know, you know that time for any central defender, and that's why I give uh, Keown a lot of credit. Um, Bolden and Adams was a formidable partnership, not just good players, partnership. You know, they 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 work well together, and it was a sacred sort of partnership for a, for a few years. But uh, Andy Linnigan come in and done a job, done a job. Mm-hmm. Someone's just asking there in the chat, was that the fellow who broke his arm? No, that was Steve Morrow yeah. uh, who broke his arm. Uh, some people are saying Sammy Nelson. Uh, some people have got another good shout here. Yeah, some people are saying that Gail Cliche has been underrated there. Um, good shout. Yeah, not in the class of Samson and Cole. No, no. Gus Caesar. Um, Super Gus. Super Gus, <laughs> Pascal Saigan, um, another Silvino. one, uh, Silvino, uh, and Senderos. Um, Silvino done well for us for a year or so, but yeah. well, if you think and that, that shout there at Senderos was in the he was oh, centre back. Yeah. Oh, well, hang on a minute, Harry. He nah. was our centre half when we went to the Champions League final. Yeah, yeah. We still Flam- hold the ref. Flam- 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 one second, one second, one second. Does he deserve a mention? Doesn't and the and the record for the most clean sheets. 
Flamini was our left back all the way to the final as well. We're going to yeah. put him over. Move on. Well. I'm not having I'm not having Cinder off in a conversation of this <laughs> magnitude. <laughs> Big field. Right, right midfield or right right sided player, Harry. Uh, I went with Lundberg first time round, so I'll go with. I'm not in the business of fabricating positions for people, so I'll go with uh, Ray Parler on the right hand side. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, uh, I went for Rocky, so I would go for Freddie Lundberg ahead of Ray Parler personally. Just I loved Ray Parler, by the way. I say that, but Freddie was outstanding. Didn't he get into the... No, he didn't. Sorry, it was David Rocastle, wasn't it? So, Freddie for uh, Dan. Lee? Paul Merson for me. Oh. I just feel like he was uh, uh, over the um, longevity of it all. I've just felt that, you know, quality player, won everything at Arsenal, two titles, played it for that. I I think quite rightly so... um, you can mention Freddie. It's a tough one for me. Just preferential thing. I thought Freddie was outstanding, but I think that Freddie was in a unbelievable side as well um, and done a great job. But for me, Paul Merson. Well, I went for Lundberg. So Lundberg Freddy. goes in. Freddie, 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 Freddie. Two central midfielders, Harry. Um, oh, this Ooh. is tough. It's a good shout as well, actually, isn't it? I've gone with, I went with Vieira and Fabregas, so I'm going to go with, um, I, th- I think I'm going to go with Emmanuel Petit. What a player. Ooh, yeah, that's, um, a great that's a great shout. What a player he was. And I didn't, oh, but he got into our main team, didn't he? So I can't go with Liam Brady. I can't go with Fabregas because I've already picked him. Um, I kind of want to put Gilberto Silva in there, but him. Oh, and another Petit, good shot. Does Jesus, it work? Does him and Petit shot. work? I suppose it does. Go on then, Gilberto and Petit. Gilberto and Petit. Um, that's a hell of a shout, that Petit. Cazorla mm. deserves a mention as well. Yeah, because Santi Cazorla. Yeah. In a four-four-two, I'm not sure I'd have him in there. Mickey Thomas has got to get a mention. Mickey Thomas, Paul Paul Davis. I don't remember. I don't remember them. That's why I didn't go with them. Sam, you know, this is difficult, isn't it? I went for Mm. Vieira and Brady. Cesc Fabregas, hundred percent for me. Yeah, guaranteed. That's guaranteed. And then I have to decide on three players: Gilberto, Petit, or Cazorla. Loved all three of them. I personally feel the best. Technically, with Santi Cazorla, probably that we've added the club, but I'm not sure that he'd work with Fabregas. I think you've got to play one or the other. So I am going to go with the most underrated player at Arsenal, or one-off, certainly, period, Gilberto Silva. I think he was better than Petit. A lot of people disagree. I think when Petit left Arsenal, I don't know what he did, really. Uh, Gilberto, absolutely outstanding for us. And when you look at what Gilberto does you understand a game of football. I always say this. When you watch a game of football, you don't really see Gilberto. You think, has he had a bit of a quiet game? Watch Gilberto Silva and you'll understand what he does and how important he is to a football team. He's exactly the same as Sergio Busquets at Barcelona. He does everything. He is so vital to the team. And when he got injured in the unbeaten season, everyone went, I didn't think we'd miss him. We've got Vieira. When's he coming back? We need him. Gilberto mm. is class, mate. Absolutely brilliant. Has to be him. So I'll go for... Um, someone's put no Arteta, Dan. 
It's got to be Gilberto and Fabregas for me, Craig. Lee? Fabregas and, for me, Aaron Ramsey. I thought, like, for a couple of seasons... I I honestly think this, if Aaron Ramsey never broke his leg, he would have been the best player to play for Arsenal. I think that he had everything, had everything. I just think that he just lost a little bit of pace through that. um, I I felt that he was a a top, top player. Petit, you know, was outstanding for a couple of years, but only two years for us. Gilberto Silva's going to get it, but... um, I thought uh, he was great, and I tell you another. Another Paul Davis has to get a mention. Also, a player, a, a player that's actually on the, with the club now should have to get a mention, and that's Edu. He was superb for us. For yeah, God, he was. Yeah, really under underrated. Wiltshire would have been as good as anybody if he hadn't for for injuries. I have to mention him. Mickey Thomas has to get a shout as well. He was brilliant in there. But for me. I, I, I still think that we miss him now to this day for his goals and his endeavour and everything. And for me, Aaron Ramsey. Yeah, that's fair enough. That's a, it's a great shout, that, mate. It is a great shout. Um, but on the votes, Fabregas and Gilberto Silva uh, going into that team. Left-sided midfield, Harry? Uh, I won't be Pires, so I'm going to go with Sanchez this time. Great player. I just I preferred Pires and I couldn't. Not pick Perez. Not to, it's not to take anything away from Sanchez. The guy carried us for what two, three seasons. Yeah, yeah. Uh, literally on his own back. So he definitely deserves a shot in there. Uh, Dan, I can't disagree. I think Overmars was class, but I don't think that he carried Arsenal for three seasons like Alexis Sanchez did. I don't think he can knock it in. It's got to be Alexis Sanchez on the left hand side. I think if I would have saw George Armstrong play, from what I hear. I think he would have probably walked in the first thing uh, from what everyone says how good he was. But I've got to give it to Alexis Sanchez uh, behind Robert Perez. Cool. Someone's just put in a... An, an, yeah, it's the same one, I think. Same Peter's one I've calling. seen. Peter, yeah. No, mine was uh, this one. Perry Groves. <laughs> Cult hero, without a doubt. Cult hero. Yeah, someone just put in there, Peter Story, what a midfield player. If you ever go back, if you ever go, just please go and watch this. If you've never, ever seen it, Please go and watch the FA Cup semi-final against Stoke. We're going for the double. We're 2-0 down uh, uh, in in the semi-final. We pull it back to 2-1. And the last kick of the game, if for the, for the people that have not seen it, the last kick of the game, we get a header and it gets punched off the line. So it's the last kick to keep, keep us in the semi-final and also keep us um, the double going. And Peter Stoyer, there's players that are not watching... Um, the penalty have had to turn their back because they can't watch it. And Peter Story is the man that steps up. Get in there, Peter. And we go on and win the double. So if you have not seen that, please go and do it. It's worth a look there. So he deserves a mention. On the left-hand side, Sanchez. Sanchez, absolutely. Right, the two strikers. Harry. I'll chuck Ian Wright in there um, because I left him out of the other team. So Ian Wright goes in for me. And... I'm going to go with Robin Van Persie um, based on what I said about him earlier. I, th- I think technically he was that good. Um, a- a- unbelievable left foot, incredibly talented injuries, I think prevented him uh, reaching the, the maximum. Obviously went on to leave Arsenal, win the Premier League. I just think pff, the guy, that left foot of his was unreal. Um, and yeah, so Ian Wright and Robin Van Persie for me. Imagine what a partnership that'd be. I like I like Danilka, um, like Judge has mentioned earlier, but his head wasn't right. Um, mm. If his head was right, then 
he could have gone on to have an incredible career. Yeah. But he ended up becoming a bit of a journeyman because he took bad advice. And yeah, yeah. So I'm going to go when I was when I sat down to write these out, I actually one came into my head. Although I think it's going to cause a bit of a stir, but I actually was thinking about putting Adebayor in there. Um, Adebayor and Ian Wright. What a partnership that would have been. But obviously, the sour taste left in the mouth, um, the way he left and all that business. Um, I actually went for Van Persie and Ian Wright as well. Um, Dan? Well, obviously, Ian Wright, 100%. That goes in without saying. This next position is probably some of the most underrated players that play for the club. Livia Giroud, Nicolas yeah. Anelka, Will Tordu, obviously. Oh, no, I can't, I can't agree with Giroud. Okay, no. Rubbish. Do you think? I thought he was oh, very underrated. Rubbish. Very underrated. What he did scored. What was it? What did he score? I think he's in the Premier League. I think he's the behind Burkamp, Henri, and Wright, and then it's Giroud. So he's got he's got goals. Might not have liked the me, way he played. No. Look, he done us all right for twelve million quid. I'll, I'll give him that. But God yeah, sake. I thought he was very underrated. And he's not. I'm not going to go for him though. Um, and I'm not going to go for Robin van Persie because he had. One year and the other eight, he was injured. Um, That's very true. That's very true. So I'm going to go for another player who is behind Gilberto in being the most underrated player at Arsenal, and it is Carnu. I think he was probably one of the most skillful players I've ever seen at the club. Um, The best hat trick I've ever seen in an Arsenal shirt in 10 minutes at Stamford Bridge. Yeah. Third goal was absolutely outstanding. One of the best bits of skills I've ever seen to create a goal, um, along with Giroud, Scorpion Kip, actually. Uh, was Carnu's flick from Lee Dixon and Ray Parler doing a bit of magic down the right. That little flick against Middlesbrough was absolutely superb. And he scored a brilliant North London the Garby goal where, uh, goal where he flicked it over the defender's head and banged it in. So I'm going to go for Carnu and Ian Wright. Do you know what, Dan? That's a, <laughs> it's a hell of a shot, that is, Carnu. Uh, he was fantastic, wasn't he? He was absolutely brilliant. Lee. Lee. Uh, Charlie Nicholas. How can I going to get him in there? I ain't got, I can't, I ain't going to go over Van Persie. I think Van Persie is going to nick it. But, uh, and of course, uh, Ian, right, right, right. We've had some great players like Alan Smith. I uh, yeah, Alan right. Smith. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it is hard, isn't it? It is hard. Frank Stapleton was a terrific striker for us. Frank Stapleton was terrific, but he went to Man United. Like a lot of, a lot of these players, we've had, like, left us very, not, not in a good position. I'm going to have to say this is also, Eddie Bahior was outstanding for a season. Oh, great, you know great I mean? like, really, really, really outstanding. I was but, gutted um, when he left. I yeah, was absolutely it was a bad, bad thing yeah. there, like, you know. So, but, so, Tony Woodcock would have to get a mention in there. But I, I, I think that if, you know, I'm, I'm putting in Charlie Nicholas because I love Charlie Nicholas, but uh, um, I, I would have to say um, Robin Van Persie was on a, on a, on a different wave, wavelength. You know, like someone said, oh, you're not putting your mate Kevin in there. Kevin, Kevin was he's up there, but he's not not in the in in the in in the top four. I'm afraid. Paul Mariner was just a oh, great. That's Paul, good Mariner. Yeah, Paul Mariner, that was fantastic. You know, you talk about coming in and doing a little job for a little while. He came in and changed Arsenal around very, very much. So, like, you know what I mean? So he came in from Ipswich, didn't he? Yes, great, yeah. great player. Like, you know what I mean? So, yeah. someone else in there has put Devil Suka as well. He was a fantastic player as well. He, I thought he was great. Devil Suka, anyone? I like Devil Suka a lot. Yeah, I, I did. did too. I didn't feel like see the best of him. Yeah, best of him. Exactly. Uh, we didn't. We didn't. We signed him a year earlier. We would have got a different Devil Suka. I think. Mm. 
Mm. Okay, so the second best 11, according to the chaps and, and us. Jens Lehmann in goal. Pat Rice right back. Uh, Frank McClintock and Carlo Torre in the middle. Kenny Sampson on the left. Oh, sorry, Martin Keown in the middle. Uh, Kenny Sampson on the left. Uh, on the right side, uh, Freddie Lundberg with um, Gilberto and Cesc Fabregas. Left midfield or left side, Sanchez. And up front, Robin Van Persie and Ian Wright. That ain't a bad team either, boys, is it? No, very good team. That'd, that'd win the league as well. Uh, I think it would. I think it would. Um, let's touch on... We won't go into it too much because of Dan's uh, Dan's um, team talk show on Friday. Lads, we have Liverpool at the weekend. At home. Let's have a quick prediction from you, Harry. Um, I, think we can, I think we can beat them. I think... I think the ball. I think we've got the advantage. We're, you know, if there is any little advantage to have about from being at home, I think they've had a poor, awful poor run of results. I think they're going to. I think this might be the first time they they visit us. You know, with with it in the back of their mind, they they could get beaten. I look at this and say that, you know, we've got a good chance. Largely because I know we've got a UEFA Europa League game, but they play Real Madrid on Wednesday. And is, it got, is it well? I thought it was Tuesday. Was it Wednesday? Uh, I think it's, it's Wednesday. Uh, oh, Tuesday. You're right. Tuesday. You're right. Uh, so it's even worse for them. Yeah. Um, they've got a game on Tuesday, and um, I just judging by what Jurgen Klopp's done the last couple of times when they've had a Champions League game where he's rotated quite heavily, I think his mind is on trying to salvage what you know. We talk about us having a bad season. This team ran away with a Premier League last year. And have completely collapsed. So I think Jurgen Klopp will be determined to put that right by doing something in the Champions League. He'll feel like the draw uh, has opened up for him in a good way as well. Uh, and if they can get past Madrid. So I think that he'll be focused on that Madrid game. I think that'll be his priority. And uh, it opens the door for us. You've got to think as well. I know we've had El Nenny go away. Uh, but And a couple of other players go off to Africa. But Mo Salah's out there. Um, obviously their best player. So yeah, there's a lot to there's a lot in our advantage. I think absolutely, Dan. Yeah, I think Harry's right. Wouldn't it just be so this year season 2020-2022, the Champions League uh, winners are Liverpool? <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> it would just be that is what is happening, isn't it? Two teams that are underachieved this season: Arsenal, and Liverpool. Uh, I don't think any any fan of either club would want this season to be repeated. It's been shambolic to say the least. I think it's going to be a draw. I don't think we're going to nick it. I think it's going to be a 1-1 draw. But I think it's going to be a game where both teams are going to be quite scared because they know their their weaknesses. Liverpool know where they're weak. I think everybody knows where Liverpool are weak. Um, but they are getting better. They're starting to improve. When I've watched them, they look good in Europe. They looked great against uh, Wolves. So I think they're going to have enough to cause us some problems personally. And it's not going to be a walkover like some of the Arsenal fans are going to expect. So I'm going to go for a 1-1 draw. 1-1 draw. Lee? Yeah, I think it's going to be a tough game. I think at the end of the day, the one thing we can take from it, if we do lose this game, it, it, it might stop them down the road getting in the top four. So I'm not going to be uh, that overcrowded. The draw is the worst thing that can happen to us, really, because I don't think it's good for us and it's certainly not good for them. So if we're 1-1 with five minutes to go, let's chuck the kitchen sink at them. That's what I reckon. But I think that we nick it. I think like they've got their, their best hope of winning Saint this season and I think getting into the Champions League is to to win the Champions League. And they will look at it and think Real Madrid not not as in the great side and uh, not in the greatest form, but still got to be taken seriously. And also, 
you know, then they've got Chelsea if, probably in the semi-final if they come through Porto. So they've got a good chance of getting to the final, yeah? Um, but um, they'll have one eye certainly on um, on um, on Tuesday night. And also with all these internationals and everything like that, they might but might have to rest a few of their superstars if they want to... Um, or. Uh, Unless because something could happen in that game there, so I think that we have one eye on the um, um, Champions League, and I think that will help us out. Two yeah, one, I'm, I'm with you, mate. Two one to the Arsenal. I'm going. I am going two one to the Arsenal. I think we should I get uh, Mohamed El Nenny in the side. Apparently, he scored another screamer today in the chat. Oh, mate, I, I retweeted it. Have a look at it. He's, he, he, is that not? It was, is that not from like three years ago? No, no. He, so, quick one. Mohamed Elneny basically got left out of the team the other day on Thursday for Egypt. Had a massive falling out with the manager. The manager asked him at half time if he could warm up to come on. And Elneny refused and said, I'm not playing for the rest of the game. And apparently refused to play today. Uh, but they've obviously sorted it out. Apparently, Mo Salah was a broker in the discussions between them because he started the game today and within about four or five minutes, he scored an absolute worldie. But apparently, Mohamed Elneny is is not getting on with this Egyptian manager and he's told him, if you're not going to start me, then don't call me up. She's incredible. <laughs> this yeah. is Mohamed Elneny. <laughs> wow. Should be getting straight in the Arsenal team ahead of Granite Xhaka any day of the week. Get him in the side, <laughs> Mohamed Elneny. Lads, it's been an absolute pleasure um, talking to you this evening, as always. Uh, Enjoyed I that, think boys. we've come up with two good teams there. Um, who would win out of the two teams? Cool. In the comments below. Team one. Team put, one. It in your, team put it in the comments. Um, put it in the comments below. Thanks for all you all for hanging around and listening to us. Uh, or, or and watching us if you're watching on replay thank you very much indeed if you're listening to us on audio thank you very much indeed if you could hit the like button it would help us out um, greatly if you could do that for me uh, until we see you again uh, on Wednesday at half eight me and Judge return with a question of Arsenal then on Thursday we have four men and a mic and on Friday Dan um, is bringing you the team talk on Friday so yeah I'm just going to put this up one more time so we can um, come out with this. Obviously, the uh, 20th anniversary um, of David Rowcastle's death um, this year. Obviously, rest in peace, David. Never forgotten. Um, We'll see you again on Wednesday. Until we do, up the Arsenal. Take care of yourselves and each other. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.